Welcome to another edition of San Joaquin Spotlight. This is a public affairs broadcast. We're airing in CMAC, Comcast 93 and AT&T 99 in the Fresno and Clovis area. We're also on Talk Radio 1550 KXEX in the Valley. And finally, we're on podcast all around the world. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that's dear to my heart. Because at one point, you know, I work in downtown. I go to church in downtown, and I'm always in downtown, and I actually tip my hat a little bit. You know what we're going to talk about, downtown Fresno, and our guest is the newly hired, not new to downtown and not new to the area, but the newly hired president of the Downtown Association, Elliot Balch. Oh, Elliot, welcome to the program. Thanks, Sabag. Great to be with you. So first and foremost, congratulations on your new role. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great opportunity, a great, really exciting time for downtown when we see lots of different resources aligning to come to our downtown, lots of people, more people than ever uh, coming into our downtown. It's a lot of excitement and it's a great time to be here. Well, and I remember, I was thinking about this interview uh, the other day, because I remember, I don't, I don't know how long ago it was, and I don't want to even guess because we're going to date ourselves at our age. But <laughs> a while back, I was working. You and I yeah. uh, did some work on a big festival in downtown, and so here we are, years later. Uh, I, did you always knew know that this is a position you want? Oh, not necessarily this position. In fact, um, you know, one of the things that I worked on previously was the downtown revitalization manager at the city of Fresno for about five years, um, going back to those times that you're talking about. And creating this organization was one of the things that that we did, uh, that I worked on. And so um, I think, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a tremendous opportunity to be able to come in and be part of, part of that organization now. Um, the downtown Fresno partnership is powered by an assessment on the properties that uh, the owners of 346 different parcels in our downtown have elected to impose on themselves in order to create a better downtown. And the opportunities that come with being organized in that way, I mean, the, the things that we do that the dollars fund are one thing, but being organized together to take on uh, bigger challenges and see change move forward. That's that's what's so exciting about where our organization sits alongside the individual business and the individual property owner and alongside important other partners like the city. And so I heard that there were thousands of people in downtown during a party that was thrown there. I haven't been to a party lately, but a few years ago I went and I saw thousands of people. So the the concept that people don't come to downtown anymore we're breaking that concept right we are not only did we have 30,000 people uh in march late march for the fres yes fest maybe that's what you're referring to but art hop which started with galleries uh, and artists in the 90s um still is that but other people young people have taken hold and are you know, really spontaneously coming out with food and things to sell and just creating a night market 
um, and a place for community to happen. And we're seeing that happen too on those nights, those first Thursdays of the month. And it's fantastic. And um, we just had one at the, in the, the day that we're talking here, uh, just, just last night. And uh, I would tell you there were probably about 10,000 people on Fulton Street. And I can remember a time, uh, again, like you said, not to date ourselves, but 10 years ago, let's say, before Fulton Street was constructed, when it was still the mall, um, you could, I mean, it was a, a kind of a pipe dream. It was our, our wildest imagination that there would be people on Fulton on Art Hop because all those galleries and all the activity was happening around the mall, Fulton Mall, but not on. And it was, there weren't people. And now there's like truly 10,000 people, I would say, um, jamming it. And it's an amazing transformation. Not only that, but we have research, university research data on cell phone movements, because now we are all kind of trackable, right? So, um, and that data has shown us that from pre-pandemic to now, downtown Fresno is number three among large cities in North America for the increase in the, in the amount of people who are visiting. We're seeing 21% more people now than the same quarter in 2019. These are impressive numbers. And I will add, I, I go to Art Hop because I work on the mall, actually. And the number of people on the mall wearing was incredible. And yeah. I'll tell you, the other night, my again, as I said, my church is in downtown. So at evenings after church functions, I take Fulton Street. And sometimes on Sunday night, there it, it, it just appears a ton of people. And then, like you said a ton of food trucks and it becomes one party. Yeah. Yeah. Spontaneous again. I mean, you're talking about the Sunday evening classic car rally that happens kind of parading and sitting out. And again, it's creating community and, you know, kind of that old dragon, the main concept from decades past is back. And um, somebody put that together, but I would tell you that's another example of something that is, happening spontaneously right that pe folks are showing up because they know to show up and there is exciting stuff happening at the corner right behind you and there are some move there's some movement in a couple of the buildings talk about what's going on around you yeah just in this image that's on this on the display behind me um this is the corner of fulton and mariposa and so back over here, way back is the Helm Building, historic building. And um, uh, we're, uh, there are plans submitted uh, at the city already for 99 apartment units in that building. Um, there are tenants going into the ground floor, um, a restaurant, uh, uh, an Ethiopian restaurant, actually, a cigar store club, um, just another block over. Uh, there's another historic building, the Pennies Building, that that developer has into the city with plans for 100 housing units. And so these are these are things that are actively moving forward. Um, and, um, you know, I've been part of just in the last couple of days conversations about exactly how the financing is going to go for those things. So what's very what's very encouraging today that we haven't had in the past um, is when you understand kind of how the financing works, you know, anybody who's bought a home would know about 
comps, right? Lenders are looking for what's the, what's the comp? What's this really worth based on other similar? It didn't used to be that we had comps for downtown housing, but now you can look downtown and you can see all this housing that's got 97 plus percent occupancy. So there, there's no longer room for doubt uh, for, uh, bar, for lenders, for, for, for capital to see that when you build the housing, people are going to want it. In fact, even if you go on Mariposa, several blocks into Chinatown behind me, um, 57 units that just got opened by the Fresno Housing Authority, and they had 4,000 applications from households to occupy those apartments. So 70 applications for every one front door. Pretty, pretty amazing. It is. And th there is a lot more work to be done. But people who have been in downtown are seeing the difference. I mean, the other day, you know, I was leaving work and I saw a couple jogging on downtown. So you knew that they lived in the area. So I want to get back to housing. Yeah. Is housing in demand in downtown? Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, anecdotally, right. I mean, I, people, when you come to an event and you see young people and you, and, and it's young single people, it's young people with some strollers. And I, I mean, it's a, you know, they're from here and from all over our central San Joaquin Valley. Uh, you just, you just can see, and you can know that folks want more of this experience that they're enjoying. And so you look around and you think, okay, even if 5% of these folks uh, took an apartment, we'd have them all full. Um, and so you can kind of understand it that way, but you can also look at the examples we've got of the housing that's here and the fact that there really is no vacancy. Um, and so there it is. And what I also love is that there are people, mom and pops, taking chances. And, you know, that's the way this country's built. You take the chance. And so, you know, across from me, there is uh, Chicken King, yep. which serves delicious food. And I don't want to just highlight one or two restaurants, but the, the moral of my story is, and you see it because I see you walking on Fulton and in downtown. So you and I do the wave and, you know, <laughs> yep. go on our way. There are people opening businesses, correct? I mean, talk a little bit about some of the businesses that you're seeing as you're on your walk. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's you mentioned uh, Chicken King is a great one. And um, uh, we've got Loon, the um, wine bar and eatery. Um, we have The Modernist, um, which is opening a companion business right next door. I mean, there's probably in the last year a dozen examples of new businesses that are um, serving new, you know, new customers. And that's really exciting to see. And, you know, sometimes some people say, um, well, we, we don't want to have, uh, we don't want to lose the heritage. We don't want to lose the small businesses we have as downtown continues to grow, develop, receive investment and become more successful. But the reality is that when you talk to folks who are in business, who are bringing businesses, very often the whole reason for the business is because they believe in the change story. You know, they need to see that investment happen and they're excited about that. And um, so it's, it's, uh, 
it's really great to see folks who um, understand the market and see that there's, um, you know, our downtown is serving a, a regional need. Let me ask you about, and, and you may not know the answer to this question, and that's fine too, but in the past, there have been grants or uh, contests, and the winner would get free marketing, or the winner would get something. Is that on the horizon for the downtown partnership? Because I know that there are people who have businesses, and they're hesitant to make the jump, because you know they don't know how, how it's going to go. And and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, as a business owner myself, I understand that you have expenses, you have employees, and one wrong move and things can go sideways. And I also love the other side, the American dream, the American, you know, of jumping and getting it done. I guess this is a long way to answer. ask my question of, are there programs out there to help businesses uh, expand into the downtown area? Yeah. Well, the thing that we're working the hardest on right now, because the money is here and now, is the City of Fresno's facade improvement program with with our partners at the Fresno Area Hispanic Foundation. And we're helping a number of our downtown businesses to qualify uh, for up to $25,000 or even $50,000 of support to freshen things up, to help with ADA access, to uh, do things to improve their storefront. And um, that's that's grant money. And so we don't want to miss those opportunities. It's for existing businesses, so not for new, but we do anticipate uh, that uh, we continue to provide that. Uh, the Create Here is what we've called it in the past, is funding for folks to have that initial, that initial funding to start up new businesses downtown. And honestly, some of those examples have been some of our really best, best cases of folks who've really defined a new kind of business or a new market. I mentioned the modernist before, and also I mentioned Loon and and the folks who have um, uh, the folks who have Fig and Honey, uh, which does catering of charcuterie boards and sandwiches, is the same folks there, and they were a Create Here recipient. Both of those are examples of the success of that program. And how important are the partnerships with these businesses? Because, you know, there's, so there's two ways to look at it. And I don't know the answer and, and you, you may have an opinion, but there is build housing first and then businesses will come or the opposite build businesses first and then people will come and housing will come. I don't know if there's a, a, a two plus two equals four, that easy, but how important are these businesses to the future of downtown? Well, I would say our 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 future of downtown is as a small business uh, place of opportunity. So we have seen throughout generations and decades of downtown that um, you know is uh, both legacy families invested for generations and immigrants and refugees. Um, Black and Indigenous folks who have uh, persisted and continued and uh, invested in our downtown and stayed and created the environment, the market for downtown. So that's I, I think that's always going to be written into our DNA. It's written in it's it's structured into the very buildings that have small business spaces in them. 
So we're always going to be able to celebrate that, that sense of downtown creates opportunities. And I'd love to see that we expand on that, that we find ways for folks at the same time, we're building thousands of housing units and there are going to be some big projects that we also are uh, structuring ways for folks to become a developer. You know, maybe they happen to own a building or um, want to work together to buy some property and create a smaller, a smaller project. Um, I think downtown is, because it's a place of change, it's also a place of opportunity. And so part of our work is to ensure that that opportunity is, is open to everybody. Are properties on Fulton hot right now? Well, uh, yes, they, there are, they are, there's a number of them that are, that are uh, for sale. And uh, of course uh, in real estate, anything can be for sale for the right prices, you know? Uh, so <laughs> yeah, we're seeing, I mean, uh, good news. I would tell you from some recent conversations with um, property owners, well, we've talked about some of the, some of the tenant activity. And when you think about value in real estate, it's really, it shows up in cash flows, right? It shows up in um, cash flows and the capitalization rates that reflect people's optimism about the future. And I think we're, we're in a very strong position. Something happened, I think last year that I was very excited about, you know, about this. So I'm going to I'm going to go on and on because I'm going to, I want you to kind of, you know, wonder what I'm talking about, but the community foundation. Yeah. Our friend, Ashley Swearingen, former yeah. mayor. Yeah. Moved her. And I say her, but the community foundations, really the community foundation, there was a decision made to move to Fulton mall. Yeah. Great move on my part. How important was that move? to bring this organization to downtown? Um, real important. And I would even tell you now you're smiling because I worked for Central Valley Community Foundation for over six years. <laughs> exactly. Left, left that part out. <laughs> and and um, in a lot of ways, you know, some of the things, the new things that we're doing here at the Downtown Partnership are very much in connection with and kind of spin off work that started at the Central Valley Community Foundation and with, with other partners. So it's, it's all very connected. And I would tell you that CVCF's move downtown um, creates a kind of a cluster of community leadership organizations that are also in the immediate area. I mean, you have the Fresno Chamber has been downtown forever. You have the Black Chamber that's up a couple of blocks. You have the Economic Development Corporation, the Economic Opportunities Commission. You've got couple other foundations even that are within walking distance. So um, there really is a uh, Access Plus Capital is and the Fresno Area Hispanic Foundation are both within uh, two blocks of Central Valley Community Foundation's spot. So you really have a constellation of folks who like the downtown partnership are kind of in this space of how do we create change together? And it's very exciting to have that. And I think Central Valley Community Foundation's move to Fulton Street really was a reflection of, um, you know, the foundation's uh, provides an important philanthropic service and more and more is able to bring dollars into the region because we are working together to create real change. And 
when you're doing that, downtown is the place for that because that's where the decision makers are. And that's where the concentration of folks who are going to be working with you are. And that's, that's a lesson that you can learn, not just about, you know, a community foundation or organizations that are working on changing the economy of the region, but any business that works in, you know, knowledge. I, I mean, you want to be close to other folks who are part of the work that you're doing and have their own ideas. And that's why downtown is so well positioned for not just the civic sector, but for the software industry and, you know, things that are part of the future economy of, of the world. So there's going to be a time when Fulton Street, and it's already happening. You know, I went by the other night and the brewery area was just popping. Yeah. There's some new things coming up in that area. There's going to be a time when Fulton Mall gets full and you're, you are going to say, okay, what next? So is Chinatown next or how does that work? Or are there, I mean, you know, Van Ness has a lot of, Van Ness Avenue I'm talking about, has a lot of opportunity there. I mean, you've got CMAC and that building, and then you've got a number of other, you know, housing and other buildings. So what, yeah. Fulton Mall gets a lot of attention and rightfully so, yeah. but there are, there are other things happening too, correct? Well, there sure are. I mean, we have housing under construction on Ben S, um, a few blocks north uh, that Reza Semi has uh, got hammers swinging right now, 28 units, live work uh, in six of them. And uh, we have, uh, you know, Bitwise doing stuff in other parts of downtown. We have, um, yeah, a, a whole range of good things that are happening. We have high-speed rail that's um, set to open, you know, in some years near Fulton, but but a couple blocks removed. And so I think that um, uh, the reality is that these areas are, are, are distinct and symbiotic. Um, and historically, you know, in the, in the uh, kind of our, when our, when our community was a, a walkable, very tight community, neighborhoods around downtown, and I would include Chinatown in that description as a distinct area that's got its own rich history, but these are all areas and neighborhoods that can walk to each other. And that's what makes it so special, A, for those neighborhoods to be close to a vibrant Fulton Street and for Fulton Street to be sort of fed by um, and, and to be able to serve those areas. So, Are the days gone when downtown house, housing is the cheapest housing in the city? And I say that I say that with a smile because the more I'm looking into it, the more I realize some of the rents in downtown are as high as some of the northern areas of Fresno. It's true. And you asked earlier about, is there demand? And it shows right up in the pricing. The fact is we're short on housing throughout, throughout our region. And we need to build more housing. But we don't want to just keep building the same way we've always built for generations now. We want to complement that kind of growth with urban housing, with with a, a choice for folks who want to be able to walk to things like the scene I'm sitting in front of right now, um, want to have the option to take different kinds of transportation, want to be you know close to a job. And so this is really our opportunity. 
and the state is seeing it that way and high-speed rail is in some ways getting them to see it that way but also even if high-speed rail never happened the reality is that investing in the infrastructure that's necessary to get apartments built at scale in our downtown is going to be really good for our community so we're running out of time this week on the program got a couple of questions and things before we let you go elliot let's talk about the next 10 years and your vision if you had a magic wand what would that look like well the downtown of the future uh continues to be uh, a place where there is opportunity for everyone continues to be and and is and becomes a place where there is activity spontaneously um, on you know every night of the week uh, where folks feel really good about walking around and living and working and eating and drinking and you know all the things that we do as human beings uh, all show up in our downtown and that really our downtown so a that our downtown is a place of opportunity um, that's inclusive of all b that uh, it is enjoyable and really richly urban uh, maybe c is that it's it is this most sustainable and efficient area of our region and that it's distinct from other other areas cities and towns throughout the central san joaquin valley it's it's this compact walkable transit oriented place that's just different from lots of other places and just and appeals differently and then maybe number four or d um, is that it's a very dynamic uh place economically and that goes back to what we were talking about in terms of the things that this downtown can do for the region's economy in the central san joaquin valley are over and above and they're distinct the fact that you can be at those brewery district microbrews and not just enjoy a beer, but maybe that's where ideas are being shared from the businesses that are in the idea of business and exporting the knowledge that they're creating together. That's that's downtown. And that's that's helping create a future for the Valley that's brighter. Elliot, thank you so much for joining us this week. One final question for you, and I'll let you go. You've been doing this for a long time. We talked about it earlier. I know you and I talked about this years and years and years ago. Are we headed in the right direction? We are headed in the right direction. Um, we are, uh, I think, especially with downtown, we're headed in this direction that, uh, well, what, what we're discovering, things happen in cycles, right? So, so I think where we are as a, a region and a nation and a world is we're, we're, we're rediscovering that we like the things and we need the things uh, that I just talked about, that downtown is uniquely positioned to provide. So I think not only, you know, big picture, are we headed in the right direction of solving some big problems economically, environmentally, et cetera, but I think downtown is a key part of those solutions. You have been listening to San Joaquin Spotlight, a public affairs broadcast airing on CMAC, Comcast 93, and AT&T 99. Thank you for those 
watching on those channels. Thank you also to those listening on Talk Radio 1550 KXEX on the AM dial in the Central Valley and also to everybody around the world listening to this podcast. This is San Joaquin Spotlight. I have been your host, Sevak Tatiosian, and our guest has been Elliot Balch. Elliot, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Sevak. Tune in next week to a new edition. This program was made possible in part by FaceLogic Essential Skin Care and Spa in Clovis.